0: Hello, student pilot cast listeners. Welcome to audio episode 15. I'm moving into stage three now, and that means night flights and cross countries and all sorts of new cool stuff. In this episode, though, we'll cover my first flight in stage three, in which my instructor worked with me on VORs and basic instrument flying. And that, of course, means some hood time.
1: Chandler Tower Cherokee 4121 Tango's at Chandler Air Service. We have Zulu and uh, we'd like a south departure,
2: please.
0: Okay, so in my last episode, I was prepping for my Stage 2 stage check. Well, I'm happy to say that it went pretty well. I learned a lot, especially about engine out emergency procedures when you're high over your chosen landing spot, and a few other things as well. I even landed for the first time on a dirt strip during that stage check. Very cool. I'm now officially in stage three, which will involve night flights as well as cross countries. So let's get started. As I said before, in this lesson, Larry had me working on VOR tracking. In intercepting radials and flying by instruments. But let me back up just a little bit. My wife recently took a road trip with our kids, and she decided that she would subscribe to my podcast on her Zoom and listen while she drove. Up to this point, she hadn't really been listening or watching the episodes, except for when I would play parts for her. But being a supportive wife, she decided to familiarize herself a little bit with what I had been working on for the past couple of months. Well, I think she got through about six episodes or so while she was on that trip. It probably wasn't more than that, because for someone like her, who has little interest in the technical aspects of aviation, it was definitely put-you-to-sleep material, which doesn't mix well with driving. One thing I did hear her mention, though, later was that when the in-cockpit audio portions came on, she would kind of tune out because none of it made any sense to her. This got me thinking. Maybe there's some people listening who are somewhat interested in aviation but don't know that much about it. For that reason, I'll try to explain a little bit more about what's going on as I produce the cast. I'm sure I'll still gloss over some stuff, so if any listeners have any questions, please drop me a line at bill at com, and I'll try and answer them. Maybe in a future episode. For those of you that do know a lot about aviation and understand all of these things, well, I guess you're just going to have to be a little bit patient with me. Bear with me as I spend a little bit more time explaining some of these things. Okay, so back to the lessons. To understand a little more about this lesson, you should understand a little more about how pilots navigate. There's three basic navigation techniques, pilotage, dead reckoning, and using nav aids or navigation aids that depend on something outside of the cockpit, like GPS satellites, radio broadcasts, etc. I'll go over each of these very briefly. Pilotage is arguably the most basic of navigation techniques, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's easy. Pilotage simply refers to the practice of looking outside of the aircraft and navigating using landmarks, roads, rivers, towns, etc., things that can be seen on the ground. Usually, this technique is coupled with matching these landmarks with notations on charts, otherwise known as maps. Dead reckoning is the practice of using geometry and math to figure out which direction one should fly to get from point A to point B. Because there are variables such as wind direction and intensity, additional math needs to be done to figure out which direction to point the airplane to get it to follow the course figured out previously. The last technique involves using tools in the cockpit such as GPS receivers, navigation radios, automatic direction finders, LORAN, etc. Those things work in conjunction with information provided from outside the airplane, such as GPS satellites, VHF omnidirectional range or VOR radios, non-directional beacons or NDBs, etc. to help the pilot A, know where he or she is, and B, know which direction he or she should go to get to where they want to be. All three of these techniques are important, and all must be taught and be understood by a private pilot candidate. During the next phase of my training, which includes cross-country flying, I must learn and use all of these techniques to demonstrate that I can find where I am and which way I should go. This day, one of the things I'd be practicing with Larry is working with VORs. A VOR is basically a radio station on the VHF, or Very High Frequency Band. This type of ground-based station transmits a series of pulses broadcast so that the VOR receiver in an airplane can tell what direction it is from the station. Without getting into the gory details of how this works, this simple information is very valuable to pilots when it comes to navigation. If you can imagine 360 lines coming out of this VOR, each one degree apart, all the way around, then you're halfway to understanding what the data is that the VOR receiver can give you. Each of these imaginary lines are referred to as radials, and each one has a name, which corresponds to its magnetic direction that it heads out from the VOR on. For instance, the radial which heads due south from the VOR is called the 180 radial because it's leaving the VOR at 180 degrees or south. The radial going east, likewise, would be referred to as the 090 radial. So with that background, it should make more sense when Larry asked me to do things like intercept radial 270, which simply means put the airplane on the radial from a particular VOR. There's more to it than that, such as to and from flags and many other things, but the basics should suffice for now. So I guess we can move on to the lesson. I'll start by playing playing the ATIS and ground calls.
2: Chandler Airport, information uniform 1450 Zulu weather, wind calm, visibility 35, sky clear, temperature 26, dew point 6, altimeter 2983, visual approach in use, landing and departing runways 4 left and right, Notice, airmen multiple obstructions in the vicinity of Chandler Airport up to 310 feet AGL, departing Aircraft advise ground control, direction of flight, advise on initial contact, you have information uniform. Seneca 31110, Chandler Ground, taxi to runway 4 left via Alpha Delta. Same position on the ramp? We're at uh, hangar W2,
1: Seneca 110.
2: Seneca 110, Roger, use caution for two Cherokees on taxiway Alpha. Alright, we'll watch for the Cherokees, Seneca 110.
1: Chandler Ground, Cherokee 4122, Tangos, Chandler Air Service. We have information uniform and we'd like to taxi to the active.
2: Cherokee 4122 Tango, Chandler Ground, taxi to runway 4 left via Alpha Delta.
1: 4 left via Alpha Delta, Delta and this is going to be a
0: south departure, please.
2: Cherokee G22 Tango, roger.
0: After the run-up, we were ready to go. I'll let the conversation play between Larry and I. I asked Larry if he wants me to do a performance takeoff. Since I mostly need work on my performance landings, it didn't really matter which one I did here on the takeoff. I decided to do a soft field takeoff. Then I ask about calling the tower if we're ready in sequence, which means we call before we're first in line, just to establish our position in line, basically. Also, I make a mistake on the on the runway in my initial call, which I didn't even notice. So while reading back my hold short instruction, I said the wrong runway again. This time, the controller needed me to read this back correctly. So he said the instruction again and emphasized the correct runway. I finally got it. I was saying the reciprocal of the active runways. So I finally realized my mistake and corrected my read back while chuckling at myself. Then, when we were cleared, we went ahead and took off. I'll let all of that play now.
1: Any special takeoff you want me to do?
3: Well, let's see. Since, uh. He was talking <laughs> okay. mainly about your landings, right? yeah. Which do one uh, do you feel ICB, like you need the most runaway, practice?
1: My takeoffs, I feel like, are pretty good, actually. <laughs>
3: okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll do a soft deal that sounds sounds good. Four yeah. two remaining. One four left, left, via Alpha Delta. four
2: left, via Alpha Delta. Remain with
1: you. You wouldn't call in sequence here, right?
3: Seneca three. You could. I used to always do that. Uh, if there were other player planes around, I might go ahead and just call in sequence. Approved. But we're the only one that really can pull up here now. But yeah. if There's other airplanes, and there was any doubt about, you know, I would not want somebody to get in front of me, and I'm ready to go. I would call in sequence. But there's nobody else here. And All he's going to do, we know he's just going to call and tell us to hold right now, so we'll just wait until he rotates, and we'll give him a call. Since there's nobody around, it'll help him a little bit. He has to say a few less words.
1: Wait until he's wheels up, and then.
3: Yeah, hold on another second. As soon as he, as soon as he rotates. Yeah, you could probably call him now. Just go ahead. And, we're never gonna catch him anyways. So. Chandler Tower Cherokee four
1: one two two tangos at two two left, ready to go. Cherokee four
3: one two two tango, Chandler Tower, hold short, roll four left. You boarded stake off Holding short two two left.
1: And Cherokee two two tango, hold short, roll four left. I'm sorry. Hold short. Four left. Cherokee two two tango. 22 tango.
3: Two, thank two. you. Yep. Uh, when he didn't rotate, there he goes. Yep. Yeah, was wrong. Seneca one one zero. Remain the streak. C taxi two runway four left via alpha delta.
1: Alpha delta four left. Seneca one one
3: zero. Yeah. Trouble three, with that two two tango. Charlie tower, fly runway heading runway four left. Cleared for takeoff. Cleared for takeoff. Four left. Uh, Cherokee two two tango. Yeah, maybe because he had trouble starting that engine, maybe he just wanted to run it up and...
2: Santa Tower, Cherokee 560 steering holding short runway 4 left. request a momentary delay on the runway, please.
3: Quite off, going to the right a little bit, so a little right rudder. There you go. Yeah, that wasn't too bad. Yeah, it was okay. Tower, use you didn't let the nose down, you got off, you let it accelerate, the and then accelerate to 63, we're clear of any obstacles. Make a left track runway 4 left, runway 4 left, 63. Runway <laughs> 4 left, clear position, drop
2: 5663.
1: And 630, what was <laughs> that? Momentary delay approved, please. Turkey 6 uniform, momentary delay is approved. Turkey 22 Tango, right turn southbound approved. Right turn approved, Tango.
0: Okay, so we got approved for the right turn to the south, and no more than thirty seconds later Larry put me under the hood. For those that don't know, the hood is a view limiting device that forces a pilot to see only the instrument panel in front of him and blocks visibility to the outside of the aircraft. It's used only with an instructor or a safety pilot in the cockpit who can watch for traffic and other possible issues to practice instrument flying. You'll hear Larry giving me vectors and altitudes, simulating what air traffic control might give me if I ever inadvertently flew into IMC or instrument meteorological conditions, where I couldn't see any references outside the airplane and was forced to fly only by instruments. As a non-instrument rated private pilot, you're never supposed to be in this situation. That's what the instrument rating is for, but it is taught during primary training so that a pilot knows what to do if it happens inadvertently.
3: Okay, watch go. Ahead and put the hood on. I'll just got it. I got the airplane there. So uh... okay. i trim for the power. Seneca three one 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 zero four. Okay, all yours. And you're on the plane here. 2-2 yeah, two, two, Tango, turn right heading 180. one eight zero. 8 0 Seneca three one 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 zero, one Chandler, turn Chandler right to right
1: heading
3: 1-8-0 Yeah, we're just going to do one uh, Turn around the pattern and do a full stop Seneca 3 one Scan, scan, scan Center of your scan is the attitude indicator Out back to every instrument Don't omit anything, don't uh, fixate on anything That's about a standard return Seneca 3 one one 1 0, make left traffic, runway 4 left. Use caution for the motor operating on the left hand side just at hotel. Runway 4 left, clear for takeoff. Clear for takeoff, 4
1: left, left hand traffic, since Seneca
3: 110. And since, we're, since you're doing this, i Yeah, that's okay. When you see something you don't like, just slowly go take it back to where you originally had it. Everything's smooth. Like I said, even if it's not going where you want it to go and you look at it, most of the time it's a fairly smooth reaction to it, except for those Charlie unusual attitudes. Fight you on one 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 yourself going down below uh, the uh, trail trail speed. You'll up with the airspeed indicator trail. just before the attitude indicator. We'll that manager, Charlie. You pull my power off right away. General. 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 General.
4: Think General. I think I'll boost General. pump off if you, you like? uh, That's the one I want awesome. there. Since you're busy, you zero five six two, one. One three three point
3: And obviously, in a constant airspeed climb, your the pitch attitude you should obtain will be dictated by that airspeed indicator. You just put it on a pitch attitude, and right now you got it a bar with the 6 6 six six zero, uniform, channel Only four left, left clear to land. runway four left, clear to land. Five six six
2: four.
3: See anybody. That's 3500. Yep. A little too much. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see what keeps us in level flight and if we need to adjust that little attitude indicator to put the little airplane right on the that horizon. That's pretty close. Pitch power trim and lean then, just like... Okay, let's tune it. I already put the Stanfield VOR on there for you since I think i decided to do this first here. Okay. How's that little airplane? Is it showing a climb or is it pretty much straight and level? It's uh, showing a bit of a climb. Maybe there or something. Yeah. That's nice, the straight level. Yep. All I really want you to do right now is take me right straight to the Stanfield VOR. Turkey 6 zero uniform, uh, continue around the corner, remain the Strixie, Taxi 2, uh, runway 4 left via Alpha, Delta.
0: Okay, as you heard, Larry had tuned in the Stanfield VOR for me, and now I needed to identify it. You can do this by listening to the transmission from the VOR, which usually has identification information in an audible format. The main ID is a unique Morse code identifier that you'll hear in this next sequence. Larry also had me switch to a different VOR eventually, the Phoenix VOR.
3: By the way, it's at NAB one I'm hitting the DME button here. Okay, Nav one over here to the right, and the DME showing us we're 16 miles. Let's just track to it for a few minutes, here, And it's a heading of 180, so it's not far off, so maybe, what,
4: 185? Yeah. 190. Uh, doing those which over the channel. I appreciate you. I hope you have a good day. Sure, yes, channel 126.1. Good day, sir. Okay, you're
3: 14.5 tracking to the D, tracking to that station. I'll give that just another mile or so. It's exactly how you do it IFR. If this was a, an airway on a low altitude two chart, you were tracking a VOR. You can see it just drifting a little to the left, so I'd come back to
2: 180.
3: good way. you just five Center, Watch them. very yeah. carefully. When it starts to drip, you start making little corrections. I find most people S their way down this uh, tracking of VOR. <laughs> they can Just going to have you do dual duty here. Okay, now since you're tracking to there pretty good, it's a little bit to the left. But we, yeah, just a minor correction maybe from this distance out. We're 13.1 miles eyes for traffic here. Hold on one second. Let's go ahead and listen to Stanfield for a moment here. Okay, uh, now I want you to take me to the Phoenix VOR. I've got that on in standby here. Okay. There you go. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth.
1: That's standard I clear rate. clear on the right? You're clear
3: on the right. That's standard rate right there. Sanfield traffic, Cessna 5148 Victor is 11 miles north of the VOR. Looking to enter the hold and uh, shoot some approaches
2: traffic, uh, Cessna 53 Gulf, crossing the VOR, inbound uh, VOR from 1.5. Somewhere
3: right we Now we went a little to the left of the course in the turn, so we'll have to come back a few more degrees. I also turned it a little. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, just trying to That's out, okay. traffic, but I'm the 1570
4: Alpha, uh, 10
3: miles northwest of now the we'll VOR. back and intercept that radio. Yeah, you just come a little bit more to than 330 degrees. It's not far off, but and we're 22 miles from the Phoenix VOR. Pretty simple stuff, really, but might as well review okay, it quickly again. Now. 10 north to VOR, we're planning to enter at 3,000. Okay, you've got about a, whatever degree intercept that is, you're on heading of north. I will go to 33. Okay. So, so i heading up north, myself. that's about 30 degree intercept angle. Follow up for just a 30 degree intercept for just a few miles here. We'll see if we get the needle moving back in. 300 degrees is probably pretty good heading. Let's double double check our magnetic compass with our directional gyro real quick. It's showing, that's showing a heading of about 20 degrees. So we got a big intercept angle there. Yeah. So that should start moving back in. Let's wait till it moves back in and then we'll. Yeah, we get more like a 40-degree, 40 45-degree intercept angle, so...
1: Croster ground traffic, Cessna 5-3-Golf. are movement, which is it? We are fair movement. It's going
3: to be minutes. pretty close, yeah. I just want to make sure it's, we're getting definite movement in there, intercepting that radio, because we're going to turn you around here in a minute. It's moving in, just creeping in slowly but yeah, surely. I'm gonna do a real shallow bank to the left. Yeah, it's just taking its time. That's all. Turn your around here in a bit so we don't fly back into Chandler's airspace.
1: <laughs> What's wrong? Oh, it's just—it's uh, real interesting because it feels
3: like we're in a, a right bank. <laughs> Is that right? You get <laughs> yeah. a little vertigo here or
1: something? Yeah. No, I mean yeah. it's it's fine, but it's I mean it's a good exercise. It's showing yeah. me I can't trust my uh, my inner ear. When all I the used time. to
3: fly IFR, I used to uh, get the feeling when I break in and out of clouds. I probably told you that. If I was going through broken clouds, and you could suddenly in your peripheral vision see the ground underneath you, then you're in the clouds and the ground, then see the ground, then see nothing. I'd get, I get every single time I did that. I get the feeling, and I was usually on the left side of the airplane when that happened, and it probably happens depending on which side of the airplane I'm sitting on. But when I see the ground, I feel like the plane was rolling over to the left. <laughs> it, it, I'd have this distinct feeling that the plane's rolling upside down. And I just ignored it and looked at the instruments. And as long as I looked at that and believed them, it went away pretty quick. I kind of knew what was happening. Okay. 2-2 uh, two, two, Tango, and maintain 3,000 feet. Constant speed. Yeah, let's try to make it 90. So we'll reduce that power a little bit, drop simultaneously, drop the nose and needles uh, about a far width below the horizon, see if we can stay at about 90 on a heading of 210. Again, if you had to, you could trim the airplane to in a descent like this. Say you had to descend down through some clouds. Just it, was,
1: just, it, it was already trimmed for uh, 90 knots, right? So I should just be able to reduce power.
3: and it, Yeah, you should be able to reduce power. Maybe it stays right there. But what I'm saying is whatever, uh, uh, whatever descent speed you go at, as long as it's trimmed, you you can descend with your hands off and maintain a heading. It's pretty easy to descend down through some clouds. I think it'd probably be the easiest thing to do if you were on top. Of course, I wouldn't do that unless I was talking to somebody because you want to yeah. run into anybody or anything. So just a constant airspeed descent, keep the wings level, doesn't involve any turning, and you're just suddenly you pop out the bottom of the clouds. Fixate it a little bit. That's okay. And like you said, you look up and see it's not doing what you want it to do. Just gently put it back where it should be. You don't want to get it moving real fast in any one direction or the other and get that vertigo feeling. Yep. Again, the key to tell, tell you, telling you if you ever inadvertently went IFR, and it could be a situation you're just flying along and suddenly rain showers started. I think it, I told you the only time I've been IFR down here, I was on an IFR flight plan, but it was raining, and it was clear, and the pockets of heavy rain, and I just flew into the rain showers. But I've heard of guys just flying along and suddenly rain showers started, and their visibility gets greatly reduced. Well, you better get right on the instruments once you can't see outside, once you can't see the ground beneath you. Okay, 2-2 uh, two, two Tango, turn left heading 150. Left 150. and we don't have a lot more to do. We're almost done 18 minutes already. Might do just a touch more. And 2-2 uh, Tango descend and maintain 2500. 2500. And while in the descent, uh, 22 Tango turn left heading 120. zero. Two zero. Psst, went over a little. That's uh, okay. Airplane right on the horizon. As you slow down, go ahead and add some power back in. And... 2-2 Tango, turn left heading one zero zero, And descend and maintain 2,000 feet. one 0, zero. I did this way already once, so we're going to try it again. Yeah, uh, 2 2 a left to 090. Yeah, there's 2,000 feet heading zero nine zero. Tango, descend and maintain 1,900 1,900 And left to 0,80 0, 0,80 0. 0, 8, 0. If I give you minor corrections here 0, 0,80 0. And to Tango left to 0,70 0, 0,70 0. 0, 7, 0. Descend and maintain 1,800 1,800, and left heading 0, 060, 0. keep you busy here, left to 0, 050, 0, down to 1,700, left heading 0, 040, 0, and left heading 0, 030, 0. left heading 0, 020, 0, down to 1,600, left heading 010, 0, Left heading three six zero. just keep your turn going, and down to 1,600. Left Here's heading 3-5-5, right left
2: heading 10,
3: three
2: frequency.
3: four five. request another view, I'll approach into gateway.
0: You can look up, I didn't quite it on the runway there. There. Okay, so he had me look up, and in front of me was a little dirt strip that I had landed on in my stage check a few days before. He had lined me up with the runway using the vectors he had given me, even though I couldn't see outside of the airplane. It was pretty cool to look up and see the runway there. Larry had me put the hood back on and continue to practice as as I climbed away from that dirt strip.
3: Okay, you can go ahead. Uh, back on the hood, okay. and two uh, two tango climb and maintain. Just miles
4: heading to zero, zero my heading? North
3: of
2: the
3: Just do one quick unusual attitude. Tower one my contact gateway
1: tower one two four point seven five. That's Phoenix approach, Skyline 160. you out, uh, if you think, oh, during your climb, let's uh, turn left. Uh, 216, two Charlie, Phoenix South
4: Say destination, please.
1: 2983 Destination Grand Canyon, GCN. Thank you.
0: And then Larry did a couple of unusual attitudes with the hood on. After that, he did some partial panel practice with me.
3: Now right now, we'll just do a couple quick in, uh, unusual attitudes. We're not quite as high. So again, I usually start off by showing people. and Did Brian do like a steep, uh, steep diving turn? I don't remember what he did. Okay, we'll just let you look at it today, because what they're going to do is yank and bank you. Next time we come off, we'll just have you put your head down all the time. Okay. But one of the, the attitudes they put you in is a steep diving turn. They can do anything with you. And the first thing you do in an unusual attitude, you're looking down, to get you all screwed up. You look up, the very first thing is the airspeed indicator. Yep. If that's climbing rapidly, you want to just jerk that throttle back to idle. if you see lots of black hair, right? you, you look right over to this, yeah. after you pull the throttle off, because speed is your enemy there, you want to just level the wings forward. First and pull up if you're in a turn. If you're already level, you just simply raise the, gently raise the nose. But in a turn, you want to level the wings first and then pull up. Okay. The opposite of that is if you're in a nose high, uh, decreasing airspeed. You look up and you're, you're you're going real slow. Well, you push the nose over and add power simultaneously. You're not worried about okay. getting the wings level because you're not going to overstress the airplane. So we'll just do this together. We we'll just you can just look at the instruments and we'll just go. This is what might be what it looks like. You're going down like that, and as you see it up, pull the power all the way up, just yank it off, and then level the wings, and gently pull the nose up to the horizon. Once the wings are level, this is stopped, it reverses course, that's right on the horizon, put it on the horizon, the airspeed's now going down, then you're going to go ahead and add power back in. But the first thing you want to do is just jerk that power right off, and I mean just don't be hesitant about just jerking that throttle right to idle. And the other attitude is this. I mean, obviously, you'll see, just, you know, just look at it here. we we'll do this together. They might trim it. So if you looked up and saw this, when I let go, it's going to go down. But you push down and add power because you see the airspeed was down to 40. Don't worry about getting the wings level. Just add power right in full power and get the nose down. And then once you're level again, there you go. We've done 26 minutes. Holy cow. Okay, 2-2 uh, Tango, turn left heading. One eight, zero. one eight zero. What was our hops time when we started, by the way? I uh, the uh, back there, no It's about back it. there. Yeah, I've just done. We've done almost half an hour under the hood. I didn't. I've kind of combined the VOR a little bit with your uh, hood work here. That's What, what was it. the uh, heading? I'm sorry. Uh, one eight zero, one eight zero. Okay. Uh, it was point .2 Well, we got just a few seconds left. Since you're so good at this, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. I want to try out my little stickers. See if they work. It so lets you get out a heading of 180 there's nobody in your direction as you're turning here. So you get to do a little partial panel for a moment here. So the, the again as a VFR pilot never wanting to get in the situation. The vacuum pump fails. It'd be best to cover that's up. Zero. That's going to be your primary for yep, that's keeping what the using. wings level. And this is for pitch attitude. Your altimeter's for pitch. And if you had to make it turn now, now we were on a heading of 180. Now, if we're going to turn 90 degrees to the left, you turn for 30 seconds 30 right seconds. into standard rate turn. So, let's try it for the heck of it, and I'll look at my watch and tell you when to stop here. Watch your altitude there. No. Your primary for Oops. pitch is the altimeter. You can tell you're going up, and you can watch your airspeed for pitch also. Okay, let's make a 30-second standard rate left turn, then we'll take the little sticky thing off, along. Right. I don't have it totally covered up there, but I can't see anything. Yeah, that's okay. And we're basically on a heading of south. So let's try a standard rate turn. When I tell you to, start a standard rate turn to the left. he will tell me to start and end? Yeah, I'll tell okay. you to start. Go ahead and start now. Get in a standard rate turn, and I'll time for 30 seconds. Okay, 28.32, 29.32 is what we're for. Standard rate turn, just to do a 3 degree per second. I think it's going to be more than that. 30 seconds here, we're going to do about five more seconds. Okay, roll wings level. That should have been 90 degrees, so it should be about 090. Pretty close. Not bad. Yeah, just to, for a time turn. Again, if you're in IFR condition, you could be looking up and looking at your wet compass here, by the way. Yeah. And... Uh, Okay, I'm going to vector you back to the airport here, I think. So, yeah, we probably don't have to do a lot of this partial panel, actually. This is more for IFR stuff, but it's all right. We'll just keep it on there. And 2-2 uh, Tango, descended, maintained 3,000 feet. Again, your primary for pitch will be the altimeter. It, where this would be a little more difficult is in turbulence. That turn corner might be bouncing up and down. Yeah, we had that that other time. So that's going to affect you. Yeah. You know, the other thing about this we're, we're doing is that you'd have to recognize there was a failure here. Right. And uh, if you see a rolling, and that's why you got to scan all the instruments, scan, interpret, and control the airplane. So you see that's level, and this one's not, something's failed. So you have to start scanning all the instruments to get through at least three instruments in agreement with each other. In other words, if this is showing straight and level, and that's showing a turn, and this isn't, this isn't uh, you know, your compass isn't showing a turn, Derek, this is if you're looking at all the instruments. If your DG's not showing a turn and this is showing a turn and this is not showing a turn, uh, you are pretty much know that it's it's this that has failed. But landing
2: and departing runway two-two, left and right. Notice, airman, multiple obstructions in the vicinity of Chandler Airport, up to 310 feet AGL. Departing aircraft, advise ground control direction of flight. Advise on initial contact. You have information, Victor.
3: Now, this is, like I said, for private pilots, they're not usually doing partial paneling. I suspect you wouldn't be in conditions long enough, but hey, for all I know, you're flying one an airplane that when you take off the attitude indicator isn't working that great. But You just flown this airplane around almost 30, 35 minutes. So you can see if you actually went in IFR conditions... You have the ability to fly this airplane. You just—I I tell people take a deep breath, relax, do just what you're doing right here, keep it under control. It's, it's first thing—that's obviously the very first thing to do—is keep the plane under control. Okay, we're going to make a 90-degree left turn here in a minute, As a matter of fact, okay. Are uh, you going to time it? Yeah. Go ahead and start anytime you're ready. Go ahead and start now. And I'll give you 30 seconds. Standard rate term. Actually, I'm going to have you roll out because we're going to end up roll out on this heading right here. That'll put us right towards the airport. And you can take the hood off if you like. Because you've done almost 36 minutes. And you're heading right towards the airport. Information okay. Victor. Very nice job. Very nice. I didn't. I hope I made it a little bit challenging for you. You seem to do that so easily. I said I'm going to have to start. Yeah, you were you were task led me. That's for sure. I was. I should uh, start making do some slow flights, steep turns, and stalls under the hood here. <laughs> and we'll do a couple of those for the for All the fun right. of it. Then we'll do a uh, short field landing when you come back. Short field. Okay. Yeah. Nobody talking on the radio here. It's pretty quiet. Yeah, we're on 1331, yeah. on one Okay. Chandler Tower, Cherokee
1: 4122 Tango, 6 miles south of the field, 3,000 feet. We have in- information,
4: Victor, uh, and we're inbound for a full stop. Cherokee 4122 Tango, Chandler Tower. We make right traffic in our 4 right report, darling, unless you'd like a base entry. Base entry will be fine. Cherokee uh, two two tango, no uh disregard the instructions. Make left traffic for 22 two two left report that one. Information Victor's cat. Left traffic two 22 left. We'll
1: make left traffic for 22 left and report downwind with uh,
3: turkey two tango. Yeah you got a little
0: back there, I guess. Yeah. Alright, thirty-six minutes under the hood, some partial panels, some unusual attitudes, and some VOR work. Sounds like a pretty productive morning. I'll continue with the approach in short field landing.
4: Purchase to direct downwind. Short field, we'll you, with you. Yeah. To Yep. 5-3-Golf okay. so, so, traffic. ahead to your left, 2 miles, 2,000, section 3 miles, 2,200 Cherokee. Entering a direct downwind. Number 2, follow that traffic inbound. Sir.
2: This is the traffic, Cessna 5-3-Golf will follow them.
4: Thank you. Channel Tower, Turkey, 2-2 Tangos on downwind. Check, 2-2 Tangos on right, 2-2 left, clear to land. Clear to land, 2-2 left, Turkey, 2-2 Tangos. This is 5-3 Golf, traffic's almost a beam into your left, uh, slightly ahead. 2,200. Uh, 5-3 so Golf, I think I have the traffic at 12 o'clock.
2: Channel Tower, Turkey, 5
4: 3 3 Okay, landing 6 6 thank you. Oops, yep, it's not over there. 5-3 Golf, 5-3, thank you. Number 2, follow that traffic and map. Yeah, we'll make it full-rich, maybe. Uh, uh, I uh, thought
3: you were a little flat on this one? Yeah. Uh, so you, you were a little yeah. too low? Yeah, a little
1: flat, and I landed kind of flat. Oh, okay.
3: On both of them, actually. Oh. A little low, are not I? Yeah, that's okay. We want to get on the lower portion of the glide path. So, no, I think you look okay here. So you want to see three red and a white. Yeah. And like I've always said it you're not necessarily using that three right away. We are here, but you just want to eyeball what that lower portion of the glide pad is. Uh, actually yeah, we're yeah, we're a little down on. here a little bit, right. Okay. Hey.
4: Check six zero uniform. Number two follow Cherokee short final runway two two off criteria, that that file for a full stop. Number two, quit land has a topic in sight,
2: five six six zero
4: uniform. Cessna 5-3-Golf, number 3, follow the Cherokee midfield, downwind, That's runway 22, left, clear to land. That chest is also a full stop. Number 3, follow the Cherokee
3: 22, left, for to land, System 5-3-Golf. Hey, just above the numbers? Yeah. Yeah, you got to pick that spot when you want to pull that power. It's uh, a little uh, bit, uh, No, just, yeah, just go ahead and land it. Go ahead. Constituated ascent here. That's okay, we we'll work on that. Yeah, flaps elevator braking. Yeah, a lot of it is at the judgment of when I pull the power. I, I have it coming down like that, and I said, okay, I got enough momentum here. I head, I head for the numbers all the time. I'll pull the power, use up my last bit of energy to get down to the numbers, then I pull, and I get just beyond the numbers and touchdown. down. Check
4: 2 and tangle, hold short right Correction, check 2 2 tangle, hold short 2 2 right, remain this. Hold short of 2 2 right, remain this frequency. Check it 2 2
0: tangle. All right, well, you heard my frustration on that landing. I pulled the power too late for this short field landing and overshot my point because I had too much energy when I should have been touching down. These performance landings are pretty tricky. I really need some repetition so I can nail where I should be using sight and feel. Sometimes they're okay, and sometimes, like this time, they're not okay. I've got to become more consistent, and I'm hoping that happens as I continue to practice. So that should do it for this episode. I do want to make a quick suggestion because of the frequency of my releases as of late. If you use iTunes, there's a setting there that you should check to be sure that you're not missing episodes because you didn't get a chance to listen before I release the next one. The default setting in iTunes is to download only the latest episode. So if you don't get a chance to listen to the current one in time and I release a new one, you won't get it. So to do this, in iTunes, click on the setting buttons at the bottom of the podcast section And in the dialog box that comes up, make sure that Download All is chosen next to the option when new episodes are available. As usual, if you'd like to contact me, feel free to send me an email at bill at studentpilotcast.com or utilize the contact page at the website, www.studentpilotcast.com. If you're going to be at AirVenture in Oshkosh this year, please let me know. I'm trying to arrange my schedule so that I can make it, but I'm just not sure yet. Also, don't forget to check out the uh, uh, second annual Potapalooza that's going to go on at Oshkosh this year. If you wait to the end of this episode, you you'll hear a little uh, advertisement about it. Like I said, I'm I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to make it yet, but I'm sure going to try. Whether I go or not, though, I'm still going to be a pilot. For today's audio cast is the song To Be an Angel from the great Canadian band Uncle Seth. You can get more information and subscribe to the Student Pilot audio cast using iTunes, Zoom, or any other podcatcher at www.studentpilotcast.com.
1: Friar Tux has placed its volume order for Leinenkugel's summer shandy. They're checking the North 40 for gopher holes. And silk scarves hang ready for pickup at dry cleaners across the country. Air Venture Oshkosh 2008 is approaching quickly. And you know what that means. Potapalooza 2008. Come see and hear the annual gathering of aviation podcasters scheduled at the forums on the Air Venture grounds Friday, August 1st, right after the air show. Can't join us at the forums? Be sure to listen to EAA Radio AM 1210 and FM 100.7. Potapalooza is tentatively slotted to be broadcast live on EAA Radio on Friday with possible repeat broadcasts over the ensuing days. Potapalooza 2008, scheduled for Friday, August 1st, after the air show at the forums on the grounds of EAA Air Venture 2008. Be there.